Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Connor Ferguson and Damon Helgevald here for another episode of the Always Race Day podcast. I think this is 144, hopefully. Uh, but real quick, before we get started, big shout out to uh, our presenting sponsor, the Carlotto Group. Uh, fantastic company, fantastic at getting you the car you need. If you're looking for one, check them out. And I promise you there will be no dog hair, cat hair, both of which usually make me sneeze, um, nor dirt in the car, the cleanliness, the attention to detail, and the prices. You can't beat it, it's the Carl Auto Group. Check them out at your earliest convenience. All right, Damon, Josh is stuck at work, working on server issues or something like that. I don't even know what Josh does for work because it's too complicated to explain, but it's me and you, Dirt Show, first, first exclusive, uh, dirt podcast you, we've we've done it for what a year and a half two years no i think close closer yeah, to it closer to two years probably yeah started it pretty early didn't know what we were doing i mean we sucked for a while we still suck honestly uh but we we've decided to split the shows up um i haven't heard anyone really ticked off about the titles uh of the podcast i've, I've debated like putting asphalt on one and dirt in parentheses and stuff but i think it's pretty easy to tell which ones are which so i'd rather keep it like that but we forever just tried to integrate both of them and it would turn into two hour long podcasts which are fine if you want to listen to these but everyone has told me that they don't like it long i love listening to like three hour shows of my favorite podcast so which makes zero sense to me because you're like the low the most um attention span lacking yeah yes your attention span is like the size of a pea yet you want to listen to three-hour podcasts yeah because i can i can get lost in it and it's just like okay well like five minutes later it feels like i didn't miss anything because i listen to the same people i can't do that (laughs) those shows have like six people on them though the ones that specifically I, i should say that's fair yeah, uh, first uh, exclusive dirt show. Probably like the worst week for this because there hasn't been a ton. Um, but it's, I mean, there's always stuff to talk about in dirt racing. You're never mm-hmm. hunting for things because there's always stuff coming up and there's always stuff that just happened. So obviously uh, the Knoxville Track Championship and all that stuff uh, wrapped up on Saturday. Austin McCarl got the 410 Championship um our buddy kate well they're all our buddies the three guys that won it was a pretty successful night for guys that have been on the always race day podcast we're gonna get kate on um soon hopefully uh but they had a big celebration for uh him winning the pace pro championship and you're, hey our, our guy scotty johnson is back in a damn sprint car and that's a hell of a good uh surprise to get saturday night when he rolled rolled into Knox. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool, man. I hadn't even heard that he was going to get into a car again for this year. And you, obviously, his medical stuff had flared back up. So cool to have him uh, have him get back and not only just get back, but go and set quick time while he was at it. Do you know how much weight he I won't put the number out there. I don't know. I didn't ask him if I could, but how much weight he's had to lose just to get back into the car and get back in the yeah, I believe it. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, like, he looks even, he looks a little bigger than he did last year, and that's after he lost weight. So I don't envy uh, the position he's in, um, but I love that he got back into a car, and, and we're going to get him back on again, obviously, too. Um, but it, it was so cool. Uh, just as I was talking to Cade's, uh, one of his crew guys, his name's Mike, and he goes, Oh shit, that's Scotty Johnson. And I go, what? Then Scott Scotty did not like me giving him shit that he didn't text me that he was coming. He goes, I didn't even <laughs> think about it. I'm so sorry. Like my bad. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty cool though that he got to to go slide back into a car. For sure. I can't wait to see what he can do next season. I don't know if they're wanting to roll him back in or what. He he did tell me he was nervous because his hot laps are qualifying for the pace pro mm-hmm. series and how they do the format there. And so he's like, I, I got no practice coming back. You know, it's going to be my first time back in a car. And I was like, well, you drove a four ten after driving a three, essentially a three Oh five for a number of races and hopped in a four ten, and you did all right. Right. This is, this will be easier. And he goes, yeah. And you look up after qualifying and he's quick time. Yeah. That uh, I didn't see that he was even quick time until after the race was over. Yeah, on and Saturday. It, I, so that was pretty cool. With Knoxville updates, with like stuff that's going on and thing, I probably should have put up a big well, tweet saying that. But like their I format, mean, like quick time doesn't give you shit. I, they need to fix that format at Knoxville. And, and I didn't. See, I didn't that. see that he was he was quick time mainly because. I was at a wedding, so I didn't get to see any of that until. Yeah, Sunday, I want to. So I want to bring Damon Helgevald riding in a shopping cart as a character <laughs> to our our skits next year. Uh, getting in and out of that shopping cart was eventful. I will tell you that. <laughs> that was the that was eventful at the time. While I was in it, it uh, it was great. But I told Dad when I got down in there, I was like, "Man, this is like old times getting in and out of that race car that we used to do back in the day." So a little closer to the ground, right? Uh, it was uh, the the car was a lot closer to the ground than the shopping cart was. That is for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. And someone out there is like, "Why hasn't he mentioned Chase Randall yet?" Well, I'm I'm getting there. 360 track champion at Knoxville. Um, there's some things where, and I try not to do it um, because I don't like people that send cryptic messages over Twitter or report cryptic things like that, where you don't get any detail, you just get a hint of something. I don't like doing that, uh, but I will put some in videos and podcasts and stuff. So you guys maybe keep the fans on their toes a little bit and try to, uh, cause I can't like, I, I can't say anything before, t- you know, if the team or driver asked me not to, I'm not going to break a story when they tell me not to, I won't have anyone to talk to. Right. So if you watched our uh, videos on Twitter or YouTube from uh, Chase's interview after winning uh, the 360 title. I hinted that he's got some big opportunities coming up. Well, he's in the uh, Works Limited 57 at Gold Cup next week after he chases a Houston's track championship Saturday and Sunday. Um, but he's in the 
57W, uh, teammate to Kyle Larson, Paul Silva, uh, working on the wrenches for that car. And it is a split field format. So he'll go out Thursday or Friday night. And then on the points basis, wherever he starts in the A-man on Saturday, I am guaranteeing he starts in the A-man. Chase did not guarantee that. That's just from me. But um, massive opportunity for the teenager. I, I love where uh, the momentum is taking Chase Randall right now. And I'm very excited to see him in Cali. Well, yeah, he parlays that second place run in the uh, in the prelim night at Knoxville, parlays it into a good night overall, and now finds himself uh, finds himself working with, quite frankly, I would say the best tuner in uh, all of sprint car racing right now, and we just don't get to see it on a regular basis. But it's the same car that Tyler Courtney drove a couple years ago in this event. Uh, it's the same car that Rico has drove a couple years ago as well. And so, um, and then when you're teammates with Kyle Larson, you might as well rub elbows with that guy too and see what you can learn. Yeah, absolutely. I love, by the way, what uh, it came out in uh, Matt Weaver's uh, story today uh, on Wednesday about um, that Kyle drove in the Cars Tour series uh, for a race uh, that is owned by Dale Jr. and Kevin Harvick and that group. Uh, and he said he'd drive in one race, but Dale had to come to a high limit sprint car race. So Dale Jr. is going to be there on September 26th at Lernerville. Um, my dad's hyped about it. He has texted me like 17 times today, just about <laughs> that. He's like, that'll be great for sprint car race. Like I can't, and he's like the biggest Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jr. fan there ever has been. There's a big rivalry in our household when I was growing up because I picked Jeff Gordon over Earnhardt and I hated Jr. because it was, it was a fan base rivalry basically. And my dad had trashed on me for <laughs> choosing Gordon uh, over the, I would have too. The plain red number eight car with no personality. That's what I told him. Plain red number eight car. That plain red number eight car won a hell of a lot of races in a short amount of time. It did. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really excited for uh, what's to come with sprint car racing. I think there's, it's just on the rise and it just keeps getting bigger. And we need, you know, more people to get out there and realize that and help grow the sport and help, you know, help everyone work together. And I know with everything going on right now, it's a bit uh, difficult uh, to do so. Uh, but whatever we can do to grow the sport, uh, we're at least here at Always Race Day going to try to do do our part, uh, no matter how little that is. Um, so I can't, I was transitioning into something and I completely forgot, Damon. Well, it is cool to see that Dale Jr. will be at a, uh, at a sprint car race. That is, that's a big step in the right direction. It's even better that Dale Jr. is going to be at a sprint car race that Kyle Larson is putting on, and it's for a lot of money on top of it. So um, Andy's going to to Lernerville, of all places, too. Like, it's not just in his, in Dale Jr.'s backyard in North Carolina. He's going to travel to go to that event. Have you, uh, have you played that on the Outlaws game update? I really like it. Not yet. I haven't had a chance to do the update. It's been a hectic uh last few few weeks as you know i have not been on the shows a whole lot here lately because we had moving day last week on wednesday someone asked um, me if you got fired and another person asked me if you died so well um it feels like it feels like both sometimes i tell you what <laughs> but no last last wednesday was a very busy day we had moving day and it was like a thousand degrees and i was just beat up when we got done with it and then uh, Sunday was uh, we had our 
welcoming event for all of our students here at Columbia and, and a lot going on. And then Monday and Tuesday has been a really busy, busy day, just making sure everybody's in the right classes and getting there. So, um, it has been a long time since I've been on, but, uh, it, uh, it's been a very busy week and trying to keep in, keep in touch with everything has been chaos as well. Yeah, I uh, I can definitely feel that, especially uh, when I'll be sitting in the press box next week for the Seahawks uh, football game, um, and then we're gonna have a uh, party afterwards for the World One Hundred. Uh, watch that on a big seventy-inch TV. If you are listening to this show and you're gonna be at the Seahawks game, reach out to me on Twitter. So this is exclusively for people listening to the podcast. Uh, we're gonna have like a post-race watch party for the World One Hundred. I'm gonna. I, Obviously, it's the Seahawk game. It's probably one of the more important games of the year, writing-wise, fan-wise, everything else. Um, but the second I get done working, I'm going right to the RV lot. We're going to go watch the World 100 as much of it as we can. Not like we're going to miss part of the A-Main. There's no way. Um, but as much of the night as, of racing as we can, hopefully uh, watching uh, maybe Bobby Pierce win the World 100, maybe uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., Jonathan Davenport, uh, Brandon Overton, all the top guys are going to be there. Obviously, it's is it the biggest slave model race of the year, Damon? I, I would mm, that number one, right? I it, it would be up there. I don't know if it's number one. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think it is. Um, and money wise, well, maybe not with the Dirt Track World Championship being the final four Lucas drivers. But I think that's kind of a sham of itself too. I would say also because of the million not being being a late model race this yeah. year i think it's the it's the biggest we'll say it's the biggest it's the biggest late model race and i didn't mean to throw the two at the end of that i don't know what the hell i was thinking um but I, yeah everyone that i want to say everyone most people that i talked to have told me the world is bigger because the history of it um yeah so it's, here's, it's here's the here's why this is a debate is because you have three crown jewel races at the same effing racetrack it's dumb Host them somewhere else. Like it's, it would be like having three two million dollar to win NASCAR Cup Series races, that the crew gets two million to split amongst themselves. The driver gets two million. We're gonna host them all at Phoenix. How dumb does that I sound? Mean, you guys would rip NASCAR apart if they did that. I swear to God. Um, I yeah. Just move one of these to Kokomo. Move one of these to a bullring. Like, go go out to a, yeah. a track with big grandstands. Go go to Knoxville and make a big late model race because they. That event is has grown too, um, and I can't say anything about that event. And the there's some rumors I've heard, but there, it, rumors are rumors. So until I hear anything, I won't report anything. Uh, but yeah, go to track different than Eldora. Sorry, Damon, I had to kind of curtail. I I think I think Eldora is fine because it's a you know it's a big big track event like these are yeah these are big big time fields and eldora is a big track feel and it's a it's a big time it's a big time facility like i get it it's out in the middle of nowhere but for the majority of these racetracks anymore anyway they're all out in the middle of nowhere and that's right? that's not where that's not where my complaint comes from it's it, you can't have all your crown you races your your top three races at one track you just you can it's like it would be like having three winter classics and host them all in the same baseball stadium within three weeks of each other. I mean, you can have them all at the same events or at the same places. I disagree. 
you can have them all at the same place as hell. I think, I think I think each one takes away from the other, but we're going to call this the biggest dirt lay model race of the year. So again, if you are going to be at Jack Rice Stadium on that day and you want to come watch some late model racing after, let me know. The only reason we say this on a kind of national racing podcast, the third biggest city we have of viewers is from Sydney, Australia. So, or I think it's Perth. There's two, two Australia cities in the top six. So appreciate all of you people. Uh, appreciate everyone else uh, from around the country. Obviously, we're based in Iowa, and our top city is Knoxville. So if you are ending up or going to the Cyhawk game, come over uh, and let me know. Uh, let me know on Twitter, like, earlier the better so I can tell you where to go. Uh, but we're going to have a watch party for that. It's going to be a really, uh, really cool thing after the Cyhawk game this year. So should be fun. And then uh, today, Anthony Macri uh, released a statement. I should probably just read the whole thing in full. Um, that way you guys don't have to look it up yourselves. Uh, but on, on why he hasn't been in a ride um, lately, uh, at least since, I think since the Knoxville Nationals, maybe since Houston's, since Houston's. Uh, since the high yeah. level race there. Um, oh, yes, yeah. So Anthony said on Facebook uh, in the statement he released, uh, I thought it was about time I log back in and stop all the hearsay. A person can only read and hear so much garbage. Some people don't think of the effects comments or accusations have before they hit send. Frustrating is an understatement. Unfortunately, I can't entertain you with t-shirt news or wanting this or wanting that. The simple reason for the split was because I'm burnt out. Jacob Allen's Facebook post recently said it best. One might just think racing is for the weekends, but it is much more than that. If you're not careful, it can be life consuming and mentally draining. On top of racing the car, I also worked on the car just as hard as the rest of the crew. Sometimes meaning being in the shop six days out of the seven in a week. With a busy 90 day race schedule, it makes it extremely hard to have time outside of racing with the ones you love. No vacations and holidays are normally race days oh, no vacation no vacations and no holidays those are normally race days too i'm kind of paraphrasing and editing a little bit to make this a little more clear um after seven years of devoting a lot of time and energy to the sport i love i had to make a very hard decision to take a break that was mentally needed as you can imagine working with family at such a high level of competition can also be very stressful and hard on relationships my personal relationship with my parents is more important than being consumed by anything else, including sports. I want to thank my family and friends for reaching out with supportive messages and phone calls, the fans that stick by my side and make racing the exciting sport that it is. I encourage everyone to always spread positivity. Life is too short for this crap. Uh, hope you see everyone at the tracks. I think that was supposed to say hope to see everyone at the tracks. Um, and I get it. it sounds like he logged back into social media just to post that so i would see why he wouldn't want to read through it don't judge a guy for typos like that i don't i hate when people send a reply tweet to me going oh you meant this word and it's like yeah yeah i changed f to g on accident so i'm gonna do that from now on yeah please, please yeah and throw like comma dumbass like really make it obvious no um, that i will but yeah, yeah, like I can see why writing all that out and having to read it would be difficult as well. There's some Instagram page 
uh, posted, I won't even say what the page posted because I'm pretty sure that was what he was pointing to and why he made that post uh, about some information of a, like, uh, yeah, I don't even want to specify what the Instagram post said, um, but it, it it was just false, like just complete rubbish. So uh, at least with everything I've heard um, about it. So I hate it for Anthony Macri um, and racing is mentally exhausting. I think, uh, you know, at some point, uh, we, we talked about this before the show. I'm going to let Damon run with uh, his take on this. Cause I have to go to the bathroom, Damon. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, at some point that we have to, as, a, as racing in general, but in series across the board, not just the dirt series across the country, but also like your asphalt series, your cup series, especially. You got to start looking out for the well-being of your drivers. And I get it you know, the outlaws hang their hat on running 90 days a year. And, and it's, you know, it's such a cool thing because we can follow them all summer long, but at some point you got to look back on, you've got crew members and, and team officials that are allowed or able to take days off. It's just like going to your job. You get the opportunity of taking days off vacation, sick days, whatnot, what have you these drivers don't get that if they're running for points in a certain series, you know, if you're running for points in the cup series, if you're running for points in the outlaws and running for points with the Lucas oil late models, you don't get to just take weekends off and get to take races off because you're running for your championship hopes. And so now you've got drivers who are putting themselves uh, to the very, very, very edge of, of a very dangerous part of what they should be doing and now they're not able to uh they're not able to to take a day off when technically driving a race car is their job yeah and it's i mean you go through and appreciate you let me take a bathroom break i hope i did that as speedily as possible but uh you you go through the schedule and you, you market it as this mentally grueling um deal and you know you gotta at some point take some sort of weekend off some sort of vacation you know like a lot of these teams went to skagit some of the drivers probably went home um or wherever uh the all-stars are at this week and it's like you got three days here to relax but you're not at home you're in this other town mm -hmm. at you the get to go i mean unless you have that means of transportation. If you're right. out on the road with your team, you don't get to go home. Like you don't get that opportunity. I think Carson Macedo was tweeting from the truck this weekend. Like he was do answering questions, doing a Q and a as the truck was rolling down the road this past weekend. Yeah. And it's just, even like after Knoxville, you know, look at how the Jackson nationals kind of lost a bunch of its luster um, this year. And, Josh was up there. I wish he was on the show uh, to talk about the, the track condition Saturday and, and what the event looked like. Cause we were there two years ago, three years ago um, when it was hosted in the summer uh, with uh, next to where the high Bay nationals date was at. And it was a much bigger event. It was massively bigger because you didn't have a race the weekend after your super bowl. 
Like I and what what did you say uh, before we got started here? You you thought that they should take a weekend off before Knoxville and after Knoxville. I think a weekend off before and a weekend off after, just I because agree. you you get the weekend off before to prepare your best stuff, and you get the weekend after to recover and regroup and reset. Well, in the weekend before, you're going to hype up the event, and everyone's watching 360 Nationals anyway. I wouldn't say everyone's watching that over the Ironman 55, but if you watched the racing at the Ironman 55 on Friday night this year, I don't blame you for not watching Saturday, even though it turned out very good. Um, right. You would have to find a different date for the Ironman, and that would be going up, you know, if you move it the week before, you're going up against the Prairie Dirt Classic. You don't want to do that. That's three within three hours of one another, I want to say, maybe four. Um, right. And I, I, it could be five. They're both Midwest is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, there's things that would have to be moved. And, and you know, you never want to move dates, especially traditional ones. So, uh, I, yeah, I just think, like, at the very least, like, there doesn't need to be a sprint car race the week after the Knoxville Nationals. At least not, a, sure. national, at least not, not yeah. a national touring one. Um, I did want to say, too, on the last episode, uh, and I'll, I'll say this again on the next asphalt one. I'm just kind of putting the mental health conversation out there. Uh, Kyle Petty uh, trashed on Bubba Wallace and also Ty Gibbs um, for skipping interviews, saying that, well, if they can't do an interview, well, they don't have mentally what it takes to race in the Cup Series. And I just want to say, if you're one of those people out there that not that not that you're a dickhead for agreeing with them, but holy shit, like I, that clip was terrible to listen to. I just shafted a F1 guy on the last show for saying the same type of deal. And I, I just want to tell everybody like Aaron Reitzel, not a big fan of interviews. For some reason, when you put a microphone in his face and say, this is going to 100,000, 200,000 people, he loves them. <laughs> he will uh, you know, be a damn character in them, but he, he doesn't love doing one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews. It's just not part of his personality. And I want to tell everyone that that is okay. Like, right. I'm completely fine with it. He gives me, if I tell him like, hey, I really need you on this one, he'll say yes. I think I've said that to him one time. And it, right. I don't know if it was after his 360 Nationals title, I can't remember. Um, but he, like, he will do them if I absolutely need them. I very much respect that. It is awesome. But if you're crapping on, if you're going there and saying like, oh yeah, Kyle Petty should trash on Bubba Wallace, even though uh, Bubba's, you know, big wave of sponsorship kept his dad owning a Cup Series team for an extra three years. Uh, you know, just know that there's people in dirt racing that don't like that either. And I think it's really shitty to go crap on a guy and say that, well, they don't have the mental health that it takes for the sport. Go fucking watch the results. That's all I'm saying. Look at, look at the results on the racetrack. And last thing on that, if you are one of those people that is tired of hearing the mental health stuff, the documentary on Johnny Menzel, uh, I think it untold is the series name of who puts it out. It doesn't like dive into mental health. You aren't going to have to listen to a, a PR class about paying attention to it. But if you're on that side where you don't like hearing about it, go watch that. And that is a perfect example of how you can kind of get your mental health, like your, your life kind of like uh, trajectorily, 
I definitely didn't use that right, but like a little bit off track. And some people will drive it back on the track, uh, over the cushion, back on the backstretch. And some people go down the hill at Lernerville. And that documentary is exactly what Texas A&M did to that kid, uh, not having any resources for him. So that's the only message I wanted to put out with the Anthony Macri stuff. It's a, it's a great documentary. Uh, fantastic like i think hour and six minutes or something like that so go give that give that a watch if you're still kind of bullish on that stuff but i don't know i'm kind of sick of people pointing at mental health and saying like oh they don't have what it takes it's like this guy's race every weekend we just you know we've said our things on that stuff at the very least so all right houston's track championship this weekend dude justin henderson Victory Lane for the first time on Sunday in the family car. How sick was that? That's cool for him, man. Uh, glad to glad to see him get that family car going in the right direction. Yeah, he uh, he has a lot of big plans um, with that. He, I think that's going to be a, a direction he goes in the future, and uh, it's going to be really exciting to see what he puts together in the offseason because, man, talented guy, talented businessman and driver um, and a uh, big buddy of uh, – of both of ours so i was so psyched to see him just even late in that race i was like I'm, he's gonna pass him i know he's gonna pass him and they come to the restart i think he was in second chase randall's behind him and all of a sudden like chase randall's axle is like about to fall out of the car the front two wheels were like monster truck uh maybe a dirt bike jumping in the air like up and down as chase was trying to wrangle and he still kept it in the top 10 the entire time with like i don't know it looked like he was racing the car with square wheels in like a two-dimensional children's book it might have been yeah it was uh it was pretty sweet um on sunday i wish they would have drawn a caution earlier i thought that was kind of weird <laughs> that's just me you know obviously no one got hurt doesn't matter Results weren't going to change. So, um, very excited to see that. Very excited for what the Skagit Nationals end up being. Do you know the point situation for that, Damon? Couldn't tell you. Can we get like, just put the format out in like a central place? Put a story up that says Skagit Nationals format. Here's what night one pays, night two. Here's where everyone's going. Here's this, here's that. They do it to give you a reason to bitch. The Jackson Nationals every year come out with it the day of the race. <laughs> the, it's, are you? I don't want to cuss more than on the, I cussed way too much on the last episode. I've used my one cuss word on this one. That's, that's a broken link. We're not, we're not going to get the answer on this show at the very least. Um, but I did want to talk about uh, the World of Outlaws chase to the championship, and then we'll uh, let you guys go. But Brad Sweet leads uh, Carson Macedo by 56, and David Gravel by 66. Logan Schuhart's 268 out. But in fourth place, Damon, just so you know, top five finish potentially coming for him. Our guy Gio Selzy in fifth, very big too. Um, but I, people are kind of talking again, like Brad's going to run away with this and, and win it. Brad hasn't won one of, a ch one of his uh, championships. And Justin Fiedler said this on Dirt Tracker, I think, last week. Um, but he hasn't won a single championship by more than 100 points. I think it's going to tighten up again, especially if David Gravel goes on a run like he did late last year, especially if Carson Macedo gets back to uh, racing where he was a few weeks ago. I, I'm very, very amped um, for the end of the season. And... So everybody knows we're going to the West Coast. Um, obviously, Brad's from there, and I just realized that. 
but Carson Macedo is also from there. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, uh, really exciting to see what these guys can uh, put together. I think uh, I think you're going to see the points battle stay close, but I also think you're going to see Brad really put together some some big runs here. Probably win a couple of races. Um, I don't. I'm going to say if I'm picking today based on the situation, I'm going to stick with Brad right now. Just and I know that's the easy pick because he's out front and whatever, but I'm I'm going to stick with Brad. Gotcha. I think gravel gives them a bigger run. I mean, if there's anybody, if there's anybody that gives them a challenge, I think it'll be gravel just because of what we've seen them do throughout this year. But really, you know, outside of outside that big, big run that he had at Knoxville gravel's been, I don't want to say hidden in the dark, but almost like he's there, but just not what he was through the month of June. Right. I think they I think they missed a little on their package at Jackson. Um, I also thought it was really weird that at Jackson, the both prelim nights paid World of Outlaws points and the finale didn't. Hmm. I've never heard or seen that in dirt racing and don't go below sprint cars or late models or maybe midgets. Um, don't go below those three vehicle classes to send me an example because I, I on those top three kind of series and, and vehicles and disciplines of racing that we follow. I've never once seen the first, the prelim nights counting for points by the last one doesn't. I think it's odd. Right. Right. Usually who's, who's be, your pick then? Who are you uh, picking? You don't make me do that. Uh, you made me. So you're, I got Logan Schuhart. Oh my God. Just to throw, just to piss you off. I have no problem. Like I said, I, know. I have no problems Dave, with him. But... Damon's going to spend the rest of his journalism career insisting that he has no problem with Logan Schuhart. All because I of... I interviewed Logan Schuhart and he had I... no problem. So, are you still mad at me for that dickhead thing I did to you? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I I told Logan uh, like months before uh, that. Because Damon didn't get on a podcast where I was talking to Logan. I had to do it one-on-one. And I had told Logan afterwards that my co-host didn't like him. He thought he sucked. And that I'll, I'll point him out at Knoxville. You got to just walk up and tell him you want to fight. Logan was nice enough not to do that. And Damon made yeah. me promise to not do that to him at Knoxville. And I still did it anyway. So I felt kind of yeah. sad. But I knew Logan was taking it tongue-in-cheek anyways. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Skagit. Uh can I can I pick a dark horse winner? Sure. I think Casey Kane's gonna give it a run. Jesus. At least on Friday. Just on Friday. Just on Friday. Yeah, I'll go Brad Sweet Thursday, Casey Friday, Carson Saturday. Interesting. All right. That's my picks. All right. There you go. I think we're good. Are you good? I'm good. Big weekend of racing coming up. We're going to have it all covered for you uh, from the Jack Dry Stadium press box uh, and the uh, RV lot as well. Um, again, if you're going to be at the Cyhawk game and you're in the state of Iowa and, and all that, uh, message me and I will let you know we're watching the uh, uh, World 100 from next week. So appreciate all of you guys uh, for listening, following along. Please, best thing you can do for us, 
leave a good review on the on spotify apple Podcasts. like and subscribe on youtube uh it helps us out a lot it helps us uh make a little bit of extra funding so that we can travel to more races in 2024 and beyond and um again big things uh planned uh for 24 at the very least so thanks again to everybody and uh enjoy your racing weekend love you guys